0: How do companies create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? The team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company, sets out to answer that very question. Welcome to The Fabric Podcast. Here's your host, Michael Ashford. In this episode, I sit down for a chat with our new Director of Customer Experience, Lizanne Neely. Lizanne has been on the job for a few months, and as you'll hear, she already has a vision and a forecast for taking our commitment to radical support here at The Receptionist and expanding it even further. Lizanne's ideas and goals offer up some great tips and action items for anyone looking to improve their customer support outcomes and culture, including shifting the approach from a reactive one to one that proactively seeks to improve the customer experience. Let's dive in. While well, a lot of new changes are happening to The Fabric Podcast, Not maybe not so much, I've I've gotten rid of the pandemic beard and we have a new guest here in studio with us, a new member of the team here that we haven't had a chance to introduce here on the Fabric Podcast yet. But this is Lizanne Neeling, our Director of Customer Experience. You're not exactly new though, Lizanne. How long, as of today, as of recording this, you're four months
1: in? Yes. It feels like it was just yesterday somehow too though. So yeah, it's been great to be here.
0: I call it the COVID time warp. Yes. You know, a month seems like a year, a year seems like two months. We don't, we don't, we have no idea. What is time? (laughs) So interestingly enough, you know, I'm the director of marketing here at The Receptionist you got your start in marketing. What are we doing here talking about customer, customer experience <laughs> and support here, Lizanne? Just kind of walk the listeners, walk me through how you go from marketing to, to where you're at now leading our our customer experience and support efforts.
1: Yeah. So that's very true. I did start my career in marketing. I got my degree and master's degree in marketing actually. Um, and I did marketing a couple of years out of school. Thought it was great, but was really missing that like interaction and the human piece to it. So I got the opportunity a couple years ago to actually go into a role for a head of customer experience at a previous company. I tried it and just absolutely loved it. I learned that I love like helping people solve problems. I love interacting with people. Um, and I really haven't looked back. I really thought it's been just the best experience and just being able to have that just human element to it has just been the driving force for me to continue into customer experience.
0: There's an element of customer experience and support that I think scares people because you're often helping people who are, perhaps not having the best day or the yes. best time or experience <laughs> with your, uh, with your service or your product. Um, what is it about the the role in customer experience and support that? overcomes that challenge for you?
1: Yeah, I would say it's being able to turn that experience completely around. Um, we truly do, I think, have the best team here, and I'm sure I'm a little bit biased about that. <laughs> um, but we really try to make uh, people's day as best as it can be by pr- providing that like exceptional customer experience. Um, so when I joined here, we um, actually had patented this terminology mm-hmm. called radical support. I had never heard of it. I looked into it and I was like, wow, this is a really cool philosophy. Essentially, radical support has six components to it. I'm going to look at my notes so I don't mess up all six. (laughs) Um, But essentially, those components basically say, Um, that radical support is proactive, that it's empathetic, it's company-wide, it's quick, it integrates customer feedback, and it follows up. So I think like being able to say support is so much more than us helping solve a technical problem. Mm -hmm. It's really providing that extra level customer experience. And how do we make that experience go from good to great to exceptional? Um, And we really do try to provide those six characteristics in every customer interaction that we have. Um, And that's something I'm really proud of and something I'm really happy to be a part of here at The Receptionist.
0: I want to go back to that moment. You realized we had trademarked yes. radical support <laughs> here, and we've talked about that a lot here on the podcast. But yeah. what what was that like for you when you were like, oh, my gosh, they they trademarked this. They don't just say <laughs> this, you know, much yeah. like we have our core values written on the wall. We don't just say it. Yeah. What was that like for you, Lizanne?
1: Yeah, it was like, wow, this is like a mind-blowing philosophy to me that this is so important to this company that we've put so much thought and emphasis into making this um, something that we try to carry out and live every single day. And the thing that was sort of mind-blowing for me is it's not just in customer experience. It's amongst the whole company. Mm -hmm. And that is just such a crazy, like amazing philosophy um, to be able to come in and live and breathe every single day. So um, when I first talked to Andy, when I was interviewing, he's like, yeah, I've been on chat. I've talked to customers (laughs) like I was like, what? Like, you're the CEO. What do you mean? You're like doing all this cool stuff. It's amazing. So I got to like be able to come in and see how does this permeate throughout their whole organization? Um, And then as I've come into the organization and actually seen this in practice, there's so many examples um, of how the customer support is a a company-wide philosophy. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if we have a hard time troubleshooting something in CX, we immediately loop in our engineering team. Um, They're amazing. They come in and help with anything that we're not able to help support. Sales and CX feels like almost like one big team at this point because we're all in Intercom and Intercom's our chat tool. Um we're all in Intercom, we're all doing these things together. Mm-hmm. We're all helping each other out all the time. Um and then even our our billing person Eduardo, he's in Intercom with us as well, helping yeah. customers out every single day. <laughs> so it's really cool just to see how not only is this a philosophy that we've trademarked and we, you know, um, put a lot of pride into, but it's something we live out every single day. So it's just been really cool to be a part of that.
0: I'll, I'll expand on a point that you just made about yeah. Eduardo in particular. Uh, he and Andy, our CEO, have over the last couple of quarters been intensely focused on the experience of our store on our website yes. and making sure that from start to finish, uh, it's just a, it's an enjoyable experience. And I think, again, that goes into radical support. Eduardo even uh, pretended to be a customer, even bought a receptionist in a box from <laughs> yeah. us, had it delivered to his his address, just so he could see the experience from the customer point of view. And, and yeah. that flows, doesn't that just flow into everything that we do, Lizanne? Yes. It, it has it's to, incredible. right?
1: incredible. Yeah. So he did this like secret shopper experience <laughs> and no one knew yeah. in the company that he was doing it. He so did a great got, job of keeping got it got quiet. It was, yeah. <laughs> so he got that firsthand customer experience and was able to like give feedback on that, which was so cool
0: so i want to then blend our approach to radical support something that's already been in place and your your philosophy you know for we have a lot of customers that listen to this podcast a lot of non-customers that listen but to the customers in particular let's talk Mm -hmm. to them what are they going to expect from us uh from your team in particular in blending how you approach cx and support with what's already in place here How how are you thinking about that, Lizanne?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, the other piece outside of Radical Support that we just talked about that's really important to our philosophy and our values here is our value system, which is fabric. And I know we've talked a lot about that, but just to give a high-level overview... Fabric is our philosophy in each uh, letter, in fabric stands for a different value that we have. So uh, we have F for fun, A for authentic, B for bold, R for respectful, uh, I for innovative, and C for collaborative. So there's a lot of different ways that we incorporate that into um, our interactions with customers as well. So when a customer writes in to us, like, to your point, what can they expect? They can expect all of those values, but the ones <laughs> I want to especially highlight are fun to yes. start. Um, I don't know if you've ever written into us, if you haven't, we highly encourage that you do. Um, even if it's just to say hello, just um, send
0: us your favorite gift. We yes, just like it.
1: <laughs> exactly. We're big gift people. So I think that's like so fun. When yeah. I first wrote in, um, when I was applying for the position, actually, um, Andy had put out a video saying like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what we're looking for. Um, if you want to learn more about us write into chat. And it was like, What what you want me to like write into chat and I wrote in and I spoke with Zach actually who's on our sales team and he's like sending me gifts and I'm like what is this place (laughs) like it's so fun it's like such a fun way to start your day and like to your early earlier question of like how are we taking someone's day from you know really having a hard time to making it that like completely turned around experience like having fun is such an integral part of that yeah so I think that's great and then the second piece is um our folks are really authentic like we have just wonderful people on the team. And one of the things that I found really interesting when I joined this company that has not been the same at other companies I worked at, at the past is that we actually have our own voice here. And we encourage folks to use their own voices when they're interacting with customers. So if you come in to chat, you're going to be speaking to someone who's authentically themselves and is not using like a brand voice, if you will. So Rain, your experience with Rain is going to be different than Hannah, is going to be different mm-hmm. than Zach, is going to be different than with me. Um, so I think that that's amazing that we encourage that authenticity every single day. Um, and then obviously there's, there's my favorite value um, is collaborative. Um, and I think that we've spoke about that just a little bit earlier. Yeah. But really... The amount of collaboration that occurs between teams here, if we can't get you the right answer right away, we're going to partner with the right person who can, um, and we're going to be constantly helping each other out. And we're going to try to make sure that that customer experience is the best that it can possibly be as the customer leaves the chat. So write into us if you haven't already. We really <laughs> want to talk to you and we just have the most fun here. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Even if you're not a customer, let us know. I mean, yeah. just send us your favorite <laughs> gift. You know, I've i have said on this podcast, Lizanne, many times. Um, the work that is done with your team and 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 a, across all teams is a marketer's dream, and yeah. I'm sure you understand this having your your marketing <laughs> background. But we just got a, a an NPS ranking yesterday yeah. from a customer, ten out of ten. Yeah, mentioned great support, yeah. and and you go to the customer review sites, the G2s, the Capteras, the amount of those reviews that other non-customers are looking at, yeah. mention support, mention just across the board. I mean, we're we're a visitor management system. How often do they interact with us after it's been set up? But those moments where they do interact with us are so, I'll just say, uh, th- there's such a moment in time for, for folks yeah. because of everything you've just mentioned, yeah. that it's a marketer's dream. I can take that. My team can <laughs> take that and be like, shout it from the rooftops. Absolutely. Um, Kind of a an maybe a question that just popped into my mind, hearing that then is, yeah. do you feel any pressure?
1: Well, that's a great question. um, I don't personally feel any pressure because I have such a great team, yeah, so I think that that's like i I don't know if it's like a question directed at me or just like the lucky position that I'm in, and it's not even <laughs> luck, really. It's like truly like we we have a team that is here to help people, and that's their drive every single day. And I don't have to feel nervous or scared or any of that those feelings because the team really is here to serve customers first. And I think they just do such a fantastic job. One of the things that you know we look at pretty consistently is NPS and we look at CSAT and mm-hmm. we are tracking um, these different metrics to make sure we are providing that optimal customer experience. And over the past three months alone, we've had a 96% a CSAT score. Mm-hmm. So CSAT is customer satisfaction ratings. They come in after we close out a chat or an email or any like an, basically any touch point with a customer and for us to come in and say, hey, we have had 96%. <laughs> like that is amazing. It's hundreds of conversations. Yeah. yeah, it is just incredible. So I don't feel any pressure because I just have such an amazing team and I know they're doing right by the customer.
0: So in the in the frame of employee supremacy, which we've talked about with yeah. Andy many, many times on this podcast. Um, I, I want to begin to outline your view on customer support, customer experience, and setting expectations for the customers. For somebody who may mm-hmm. be wanting to implement employee supremacy, uh, implement, you know, radical support, which we'll link in the show notes uh, a blog post that we created uh that that lets you know how you actually implement these things. But Lizanne did a great job of <laughs> you did a great job of, Thank you. of uh, outlining that those six points from earlier. But um, yeah, for the folks listening, setting expectations for folks when yeah. they come in. Okay, it's one thing to be fun and one thing to be authentic yeah. and be collaborative with other members of the team. But at the end of the day, we're still trying to solve problems. How do we do that? How do you think about that? And how what maybe can a listener take away and apply at their company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the most important thing, first and foremost, is to be honest with the customer about where we're at. If we don't have an answer for you, that doesn't mean we're not going to get it. But we need to be upfront about that. And we need to be transparent about where we're at with our process. So even if we don't have it in that moment, know that we are with you every step of the way and we're going to follow up, but we're going to tell you that up front. We're going to say, hey, we don't know. We're not going to try to make up an answer on the spot or or mislead you (laughs) in any way. Um, So we don't have all the answers, but we're going to get them for you. Um, The second is once we are in that process and we're talking to customers, having regular points of communication is really key because we want to keep you apprised of where we're at with our process. Um, we want to be able to be clear, like, here's the next steps that you can expect from us. Um, and we're going to reach out to you when we have more information for you. So you're not left in the dark. You're not unsure. You're not sure when we're going to get back to you, that kind of thing. Cause that can be very nerve wracking when you're trying to solve a problem Mm -hmm. and there's no clear outcome or next (laughs) steps. Um, And then finally, once we are able to get back to you and give you that like additional communication and sort of solve that problem for you and um, have sort of been with you through that journey, we're then going to make sure that we record your feedback. So we actually have tools internally. Um, I'm going to give the example of a product uh, request. So if our product doesn't do something that you want it to do, we take that feedback and we submit that to our engineering team and we actually have a tool internally that helps us rank that feedback, so if we have the opportunity to utilize or build out that feature in the future, you're going to be the first to know we're going to actually have that listed there, and we're going to help that's going to help us prioritize those different product requests as well. So, I would say the biggest thing for expectations or setting expectations with customers is that communication piece and really that follow through as well.
0: so I think anybody listening to your answer just then would be like, "Oh, yeah, we do that, yeah, yeah we're we're good, but we all know we've all had. <laughs> Horrible support experiences. Absolutely. Where does it go wrong, Lizanne? Yeah. Where, where in the, in everything you just outlined, honesty and the communication yeah. and the follow up and letting them know when they're going to get an answer. It seems like so many people have the intent of doing
1: that, but mm-hmm.
0: it just it, somewhere along the line, it falls apart. Where in your experience yeah. have you seen that breakdown happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest breakdown occurs when we have lack of communication between departments. And that's what I've seen in previous roles in bigger mm-hmm. organizations. Um a typical process would be, hey, something's wrong here. Maybe it's a bug. Um, we escalate that to a tier two. The tier two then has, has to escalate it to engineering. Engineering super backed up and has a million things on their <laughs> priority list and doesn't get back to the tier two. So then we're sort of sitting there at tier one trying to work with the customer, but not having that additional information. Um, and that can be a really tricky process to navigate seamlessly. I don't think we have that problem here, which is amazing. And some another reason I'm just like so thrilled to be here <laughs> because our team is very communicative and it's all we're also a small team. We we work directly with engineering, which in larger organizations is pretty unheard of, I would say. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that same level, I think, of breakdown when you're trying to communicate with other departments within the company. We're able to sort of go and have that direct line of communication and we're able to really work with engineering to make sure that we're providing that best level customer experience. We even have check-in times with our engineering team in Intercom, um, which again is our chat tool where they're checking in and saying, okay, is there anything that needs our attention urgently? And how can we help with that? Not so much in other organizations. (laughs) So it's, it's been a good experience here too.
0: Well, let's future cast here then a little bit, you know, what opportunities do you see four months in to, to take, the foundation of radical support, mm-hmm. um, and and grow it. What can folks expect from us? Uh, what things are you excited about? Yeah. yeah, let's let's peer a little bit into the future <laughs> as best we can here, Lizanne.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think to the degree that we can make um, support one of our our uh, part of radical support, that I also was like mind blowing to me was the fact that radical support can be proactive. Um, and you would think by nature. Support is sort of a reactive thing, right? Like it just is the way that it is. It's by nature a reactive type of um, function of of a business. But we don't believe that here. We actually think it can be proactive. So I think like the biggest focus for me is how can we make that support more proactive in the future? What does a voice of the customer program look like? How do we really make sure that we are um, building out additional um, ways for the customer to feel very heard and very supported um, within our business? And how are we making sure that that gets to those feature requests and some of these other things that we're working on internally? I can give like a quick example too of, of proactivity. This was one that I just sort of landed on this weekend by accident. But I think it's like very true to our values and how we want to support customers. Um, so I went and got my hair done this weekend. So I don't know if you can tell That's pretty good, right? Um, I'm, I'm
0: sure you did it in preparation for this. Yes, interview. absolutely. I was like, I'm going
1: to be on camera. Um, and Looks I went and got my hair done. wonderful, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I went and got my hair done and I walked into the salon. I'm brand new to this area in, in our neighborhood. It's, it's um, a suburb of Denver. And so I walk in, there's an iPad on the on the check on the check-in desk. And I was like, huh, this looks oddly familiar, right? Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, huh. So I go to check in and like sure enough, they're a customer of ours. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so funny. Like we're out in the wild. I'm out in the wild. and I'm like seeing our customers. I love that. So never been to the salon before, never, um, you know, was able to, I had no idea they were customers, just like sort of walked in um, and the, you know, talking to this new stylist and she's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I, funnily enough, I work for that iPad <laughs> software out there that you guys use. And she's like, oh, actually we're having a, we have a good question about that. Like we're trying to do this messaging thing where we have a walk-in when someone walks in, we don't get the notifications in the right way. I get them and I'm off that day and it's not working for us. And I was like, oh, I can fix that. I can actually (laughs) fix that for you. So I went home that night, got into their account, um, made sure that their messaging rules were set up the right way, um, and then emailed the owner who I had met there as well. She's very, very sweet. Um, and went in and just sort of like helped them fix it, emailed her that night. She's like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. Like, this is so cool (laughs) that you walked in, you know, just randomly and like helped us fix our receptionist, like in the way that we wanted it to function. So I think that like goes along with the proactivity piece, right? Like that's one example. Certainly, we're not going to go visit all of our customers in person, but to the ones we can, it's great. Um, But I think anyone in this company would have done that, right? Like they would have gotten there and said, hey, oh, you're having a question about this? Like, We're all happy to help. So how do we build more proactivity into, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as radical support goes, how do we build that more into our customer experience? And how do we make sure that um, we are that voice of the customer? We're helping to proactively go out of our way to do things for our customers that are going to help them. Um, And how do we... Uh, work with our customers in a way that they feel, you know, extremely supported, but not only that they're supported, but I'm sure as a marketer, um, they're fans, they're fanatics, they want to go tell people about that great experience that they had with us. So I think that's the, the ideal future one day.
0: That's an awesome story. I had not heard that. So thanks for (laughs) springing that on me. You know, I, what I'm, what I'm struck by is, you know, there to go to underscore the, the proactivity point. Yeah. How long had they been dealing with that issue?
1: Oh my gosh, months. And
0: would they have ever called in? No. We don't, we can't, we can't possibly know that. Right. But, you know, that for so many software companies, that issue just boils under the surface with a customer yeah. who never actually takes the, the time, you know, a, a hairstylist is busy. They've got money yeah. to make their, their butts in the seat. They've got to, they've got to keep churning in customers, Absolutely. getting on a support chat with Uh, a a company that's their, their software that they're using, that can be really, really difficult to find the time to do that. The proactivity, you know, not all of us are going to walk into, (laughs) like you said, not all (laughs) of us are going to walk into each one of our customers. But if, if there's a takeaway, I guess for the listeners, it could be that. Yeah. Look for those proactive signals that someone may be struggling. Someone may be not using the system fully. Someone may, um, you know, just checking in to make sure, hey, you've been with us a while. Is the system functioning how you expected it to Uh I'll just, I'll just say it. You could have saved a customer right there even yeah. in the long run.
1: It's very possible. Yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, just being able to find those, like to your point, those nuggets of knowledge of like, where should we be focusing our efforts and how can we optimize the way that we help our customers? Um, is that something in the products that we're not focusing on right yeah. now that could be in the future? You know, how are we driving that? Like um, for driving the way for customers to get the most out of the software um, in a way that, you know, is proactive and and beneficial for their businesses. Cause every business is different too. Right. Um, but we want to make sure that we are doing the absolute most we can uh, for those customers and being able to, like I said, elevate to that exceptional experience, um, I think is really the ultimate goal.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, Lizanne, it is wonderful having you on the team. Thank you. Uh, I've learned a few things today, <laughs> even just from this chat. So uh, if if folks want to connect with Lizanne, jump into Intercom on our yes. our website or if you're a customer, obviously, within the app and say hi to Lizanne send her your Please. favorite gift request her by name <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> and, and uh yeah we look forward to obviously uh a long long time of you bringing your wisdom and expertise to the team and and uh hope to see you back on the podcast more often Thank you. So. yes
1: I've had a wonderful time thank you for absolutely. having me and so nice to meet everyone out there <laughs> in the uh, in the ether and <laughs> hope to see you all in intercom and chat and hope that we get to meet one day
0: fantastic thanks so much Lizanne
1: awesome thanks Michael
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the fabric podcast. Our show is hosted by me, Michael Ashford, director of marketing here at the receptionist and produced by our creative manager, James Jordan. If you want to see a video version of the show, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash fabric, where you can watch episodes of all of the content that we've put out on this podcast. You can see our bright smiling faces and you can see what our studio looks like as well. If you'd like to give The Receptionist for iPad Visitor Management System a try in your office, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash free trial and give us a test drive for 14 days with no credit card required. See what you think. Until next time, take care.